Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Is Tavondre Sweat the next star defensive lineman for your Minnesota Vikings? If I had my way, the answer would be yes. This dude is built like a Mack truck, and he can drive right through the offensive line and make an impact. Big question is, how many plays a game is he going to make an impact? Because he weighs 362 pounds. We're going to talk all about it, as we are going to about all of these prospects. Right here on the latest episode of Skull Search. Real Porno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Skull Search, your NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis, with me as always in the top right corner. He is producer Dave. Dave, I wanted to do this one today because I know how much you love the big round bellies and he has the roundest belly of them all. (laughs) Yes, he does. This was the second inclusion on the 2024 all Forno team, which will be fully revealed at the end of the NFL draft cycle. And if you don't know, the all Forno team is a group of players. That I just really, really like That's the only requirement. I just really like you. Uh, and usually there's like a first rounder on there. Uh, a couple years ago, the captain was Chris Olave last year. The captain was Josh Dobbs. I have a thing for receivers. I don't know if you know that. Um, Josh Dobbs. Jamie, 
sorry, Josh Downs. Josh Downs, the wide receiver from North Carolina. Um, I, I I just pick guys I really like, and it, a lot of times they're not first rounders. Sometimes they are, but Sweat was the second inclusion on the all Forno team. And we're going to talk about why this dude is a monster. And if you watch some Texas football this year, you got to see some fun stuff. Uh, Let's talk about some of the measurables. Okay. Sweat uh, listed by Texas at six foot four, 362 smackers. Yeah. 362 pounds. That is a massive, massive individual. Now, if you remember Michael Pierce, how big he was, he was about 338, 340. So it's significantly bigger. But as you could tell, look, he has a gut. He's a defensive lineman that plays nose. Of course he has a gut. But you could tell he is, even though Dave has like, for lack of a better term, like uh, a little like cartoonish theme. Not cartoonish, but you understand that. I, I just don't know the right word otherwise. It's uh, he added his own artistic spin to the picture. You can tell he's just a very well-built man. He's not a fat 362. He is a built 362. Oh, there's baby fat still there. I don't know. When you talk about Lyman, you're still going to have a gut. Yeah. The only guy that doesn't have a gut playing defensive line pretty much is Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald is just an absolutely insane specimen on the defensive line. But he's also six foot. Tavondre Sweat's six four. He needs to have a little more beef. All right. Three star recruit for 24 7 sports. We always use the composite, which is aggregating all of the top recruiting websites. ESPN Rivals now on three. He had 17 and a half tackles for loss out of his 124 tackles, five sacks, 13 batted passes. That's going to be a big one when we talk about him rushing the passer. Okay. One forced fumble, two fumble recoveries. I watched three games this year. I watched Rice, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. I've seen a lot of Texas live, but when we're talking the in-depth study, that's kind of what I did. Dave, have you had a chance to watch him at all? I know you live in Austin, but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, because, you're glued to Texas football. Yeah, because it's not generally live over the air. It's you got to get the whatever network to get it. Um, but I did see highlights of him and the Big fun thing that he poses is when the ball snapped and said team is trying to run the ball. He has a tendency to push those offensive linemen into the stomach of said running back. And the running backs are like, whoa, you know, they're not even to the line yet. And they've got people pushed into themselves. And that's just his bull rush power. His power, as you can see in his legs right there, they're built like tree trunks. He has his lower body is his power point, and he will use that to drive like nobody's business. He he does not want to let an offensive lineman win in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely does not. And one of the reasons I kind of like him and I was a fan of Jordan Davis coming out. I like this guy a little better. I Jordan Davis graded higher for him. I, I want to be clear, but I like this guy better because he's more traditional. And like I think as an objectively more talented player, it's Jordan Davis, but I like sweat and I really like him for this defense. And let's kind of talk about why. 
Sweat is a nose tackle. At Texas, they play more of a 4-3 base. Uh, he and Byron Murphy the second, Not Byron Murphy Jr., Byron Murphy the second. We're going to talk about Byron Murphy. That dude is talented. A very, very good football player. Um, but at the end of the day, it also becomes a difficult proposition because uh, how is he going to transition to being a true two gapper versus yeah, he did a lot of one gap stuff. And uh, Dave, as a de- former defensive lineman, having to handle one gap versus handling two gaps, completely different responsibilities with how you utilize leverage, how you utilize body positioning, how you utilize your hands. And it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of transitions. And I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but I, I at least wanted to mention it because it's a necessary thing. When you have these conversations, Michael Pierce did not want to be a true three, four nose tackle in, uh, in Baltimore. They've started running a little bit more hybrid stuff. So he, he's doing some of that, but it's not his only job. He did not want to do that in a Vic Fangio scheme because you're just asked to do different things and he's asked to do more difficult things. So he has to be released. And they're like, we will grant you that. Which stinks. Michael Pierce played part of one season with the Vikings because of the COVID year. That kind of sucked. But there's not a whole lot you can do. So Sweat, he is just a massive, massive man. And uh, like Dave, I want to start here because you told me pre-show when we were talking about him that some people had said that they were a question to strength. I, I want to know if you can provide any more context of what other people are saying. I genuinely try to tone out everybody else because I want to form my own organic opinions. But because I have my opinions already formed on sweat, it's I, I'm more than happy to listen to other opinions because it's well, I already have my takes now. I can go back and reevaluate and look at some of the things people have said and try try to improve. But what are they saying when they're talking about uh, him not having a lot of strength and questioning it? Can you elaborate on that from what you heard? Yes, it's uh, they're worried about his upper body strength to be exact. Um, but that's okay. That's what it is. Um, are they worried about like shedding blocks? Hold on. Let me, I've got things in the way. The quote well, is fair. sweat remains a bit raw as sweat is inconsistent with his hand use and lacks violence in his hands. He struggles to shed blockers and doesn't show ideal lateral movement. Sweat also needs to make better use of his length and hands in the pass rush. What they're saying is he tries to he tries to get into the body of the offensive lineman, which works quite often, but sometimes there are offensive linemen that can defeat that. They'll swallow you up. Plus, he's he's a straight line mover and tends to struggle to disengage from blockers due to lack of ideal length, which I think is wrong. But it was just some of it, they were worried about his upper body strength not matching his lower body strength. And we know, we know this is normal. This is normal for any any individual coming into the draft. They do not have quote, NFL strength. 
they've been sitting there in college and a lot of times being able to use what they've got, God-given gifts, but they have to build up even further so that they can go against the higher level of talent. I think that will be the case with Sweat. I think he's going to come in. If if we draft him, I think he's going to make an impact straight off the get-go. But I think he's going to get better Mm -hmm. and better and better as he hits that weight room and converts some of that belly into more upper body strength so it matches the lower body and the lower body gets stronger. I wouldn't be surprised if this dude could squat 600 pounds. I mean, he's huge. Mm -hmm. And... And you, if you could do both, right, and then you're pushing, and yeah, you're pushing a guy this way, but the running back bounces that way or bounces this way, or the quarterback, you know, moves one sidestep, that upper body strength, then you could use those hands and literally shed the the center, mostly. You know, imagine Bradbury. I think this dude would eat Bradbury's lunch, but if he, especially if he was stronger in the upper body, because I think he could mm-hmm. take him and just literally throw him out of the way. And I think that's the one thing he lacks. I think that's why he's not the top nose tackle coming out, but I think he's a great prospect to become the best nose tackle in this class. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to be very intrigued to kind of see how he ends up translating. So let's Let's talk about some of of those things that, that you kind of mentioned in the strength. And you talk about Bradbury being able to potentially get get at him. Well, let's kind of go to one of the weaknesses. And the we- one of those weaknesses, I feel like he struggles getting low. And it's it's completely understandable. He's 6'4", 362 pounds. How low are you expecting him to get? But leverage is key. Low man wins. So when he pops up out of a stance, he pops up just a little bit too high. I wish he was a, a little lower with his pad level because as you said, Garrett Bradbury is 6'3", but he plays low. You get under those pads, push them up. It's like those uh, sleds at practice. You push that thing up, lock it in, the rep's over. You're done. And I, I worry that uh, sweat might be a, a little bit in a different situation where because he's so big, he may be vulnerable to that. But one thing that he does to counteract some of those issues, he has very active hands. Okay. So uh, what I mean by active hands is in like when offensive linemen are run blocking or pass blocking, they try to get their hands on you and attack and they try to uh, prevent you from moving forward. Well, the active hands that Swift has really prevent offensive lineman from getting engaged. And that's where a lot of those batted passes come in because he's a very savvy pass rusher. He, he has a bevy of pass rush moves. He can do push pull. He can swim club rip. So you like hit the arm down and then you rip underneath. Like when, when you see that uh, defensive lineman almost flexing, mm-hmm. like th- that's the rip move. All right. And he can long arm because he's a big boy. And he has all those in his arsenal. He does not have the best win rate. And that's to be expected. Like it, like I'm going to look up his win rate. Cause I actually forgot to uh, um, grab it, but his win rate's not exactly super high. And yeah. <clears throat> this picture that I've got up right now shows him they're playing OSU. OSU is mm-hmm. Oklahoma state university. And yep. you can see he's coming through the gap. The guard the left guard 
on the offensive line has his hand out and is trying to keep him from coming through. He's looking at the center who's dropping back in the pass block in this case. And he's going through mm-hmm. that arm. He's going to lift up his arm and elbow to push the right left guard's hand off as he's driving through the center. That sort of action will pay dividends if he can continue that in the NFL. Now, you're looking for win rates? Yeah, so I I, I pulled up on PFF. Um, he had 309 pass rushes this past year at Texas, 30 pressures, two sacks. Okay. And, but he also batted down six passes. So essentially he had 36 wins in 309 pass rush reps. And this is a pure nose tackle. Okay. This is not a three technique. Like remember Kevin Williams, Kevin Williams was a pass rusher. John Randall was a pass rusher. This is a nose tackle that has a little bit of acumen to rush the passer. And it's, and this is where some of those nuances come into play, Dave, because he is a nose tackle. He does weigh 362 pounds, but how many snaps are you going to ask him to play? Because if you're playing him 45 snaps a game, he's going to run out of gas because he's a big boy. And that's well, that, where some of these concerns can come into play. Like Jordan Davis, that uh, we had these discussions two years ago in the 2022 class, six, seven, almost 348 pounds. Yeah. He's a phenomenal athlete, but what you're asking him to do and how big he is, the guy can get winded pretty easily. Even the great athletes, like great nose tackles get winded because they're massive human beings. Strength is a lot different than cardio, especially how these guys are asked to play. And we talked about it with Andre Carter last year, and I know I'm getting a little long-winded, but this all comes into the same point. Andre Carter at Army, he's doing explosive drills to get ready for football. For his Army cadet training, he's doing long-distance endurance training. They completely counteract each other. That's why when you look at an NFL football player, like an offensive tackle versus an Olympic cross country runner, both great athletes, but they do completely different things and you can't do both. You just can't at at that kind of high level versus sprinter. And they're built differently Mm -hmm. in the process. Now who I see you talked about uh, Pat Williams. I think Jerry ball. I think Jerry Ball is more the for fans that are old enough to remember Jerry Ball and how he played nose. I think Sweat is going to fit more in that mold where he's pushing people back from the middle, but he's holding the middle. That's his period. He's going to own it, no matter if he's got one on one with a center or two on one or three on one. He's going to hold that and he's got the strength to do it. Now I do agree, he tends to pop up. I think that's I think that's a trend across all linemen, both sides of the ball. I hate seeing it because that's not the way I think it should go, but that's just me, Dave. Um but if he could play like Jerry Ball did, right, then you have somebody. You really have somebody there. And that's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I'm going to be very intrigued to kind of see 
what he ends up being in the NFL. And I, I like the the idea of Jerry Ball. That that does make some sense. I do want to talk more about some of those pass uh, batted downs, Dave, because when he is rushing the passer, if, and he one of his weaknesses, he just does not have a super quick get off. He's so strong, he's able to overcompensate for that. Where if if you have a super quick first step, you can get it in the gap, and then all of a sudden the offensive lineman has to move over. And they're out of position and it's easy and they don't have that kind of leverage. Okay. What he does is even though he doesn't have that elite first step, he has so much strength and drive that he can overcome that and he can get in the backfield to make a play. Now, what he also does is he has phenomenal awareness in pass coverage or sorry, not pass coverage in pass rush. So when he does not get a great first step, he does not get great push. What he does is he holds his block. And he watches the quarterback and he will get up and bat the ball down. And I found this interesting sports reference. So the college equivalent of pro football reference, it's the same umbrella. They have him with 13 batted passes. Well, pro football focus had 17, including six last season. This guy knows how to bat the ball down. He has a knack for it. And that is a, it's almost as good as a sack because it essentially ends the play by batting the pass down. And you're achieving a very similar result. Now, you don't get the loss of yards. Sure. But you're ending the play and preventing the offense from really being able to take the ball and move it downfield. So I I objectively think that's great. I think it's something that you can really work with and you can build on. And I love that. Now, it's it's not all great for Sweat because I, I really am concerned about the size and the ability to play a lot of snaps. I saw towards the end of games, he looked a little gassed. Okay. Now the most snaps he played in a single game, he played 46 against Wyoming, a very heavy run team. Um, He also played 42 against Kansas state, 41 against Washington, 40 against TCU. The lowest he played, uh, he played uh, that many snaps three times, 28 against rice against Kansas and against Oklahoma State. Uh, all three of those games, they won by double digits with relative ease. So I, I'm, I am a little concerned about stamina. But well, and like I said, that's going to come just like the upper body strength. As soon as he hits that weight room and gets with the trainers, as Davey says, to convert some of that fat and uh, muscle, that's exactly what's going to go on. And including with that will be the endurance buildup because that's, that's a big deal for rookies, right? We hear about the rookie wall. Well, with bigger men, it's even more because to move 360 pounds, it takes a lot of energy. So he, he's going to have to do that. Will he do it his rookie season? No, he's gonna he's gonna be a rookie. But if you if we have him, th- where he where he's gonna start shining is in that second year. Now he's gonna make an impact in his first year, but it's that second and third year that you know the grin grows bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just like all right, it doesn't matter who get Kelsey on the other side. Let's see him you know go one on one and let's see how it goes. Um. But that's going to come. And yes, 
worrying about endurance, yeah, that that's a thing. That's a thing with big men. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, look, if he can only play 35 snaps a game, I don't think that's a massive red flag because this is a nose tackle. You're not expecting this guy to play 55 snaps a game. You're just not. You have to be, you have to pick and choose how you're going to utilize him. And I think there's a lot of merit to that. Now let's talk about uh, what he graded out. And okay, let's he go graded over out. your criteria real quick. Well, uh, it, it, it's all in the same thing. Um, well, you change on each position. You change what you're looking for. The -hmm. results are the same. Total points are the same. But what you're looking for on interior defensive linemen are quickness and penetration, power, pass rush moves, counters, leverage, tackling, size, length, run defense, awareness, and then come up with a final grade. And those items are different than what you look for in a wide receiver or a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, for the folks to know, this is what you are looking at. Mm-hmm. Now, to get to your grades. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. As, as Dave's pulling up, yeah, I, I do really uh, quickness and penetration. And I group them together, but they're also different because penetration, like in the case of Tavondre Sweat, he pushes offensive linemen back to get penetration more often than he uses quickness. Um, I, I did really like his power. I, I do understand the criticisms of what his power is uh, and how he's a, just a little raw with his upper body, but that lower body and how he just drives defensive linemen back is special. And I, I think it's that good. Um, pass rush is pretty dang good for a nose tackle. I was very happy with that. He's got great size and length. I think he's he might end up with like 35 inch arms, which is just really, really long. And that, and like I said, he has that long arm ability where he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I, I gave him a mid second round grade. And I think if he's available where the Vikings pick, which I believe is 43, uh, I think that they should absolutely jump on taking Trevandre sweat. Now I did mention earlier that he did not do a lot of uh, nose tackle alignments. Um, just pro football focus as gap alignments. So the a gap, is the space between the center and the guard. He lined up there 57 times. He lined up in the B gap between the guard and the tackle 402 times this past season. Yeah, a lot. Over the course of his career, 
A gap, 276 snaps. B gap, 1,334. You're talking about a guy who played more of a three technique than a one technique or a zero, but he has the ability and the skill set to truly play a one technique or a zero technique. And you know what? If you want Harrison Smith doing that, then you can throw him in the B gap and then you can have, have some fun doing those Harrison things. Phillips. Sorry. Yes. Harrison Phillips. I like Tavondre sweat a lot. I would love to him for him to be a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I do think Kyrus Tonga still has a little bit of something. So if you go into next year with a starting defensive line of Harrison Phillips, Kyrus Tonga and Tavondre sweat, assuming that you find a way to add pass rush presence as well, I'd feel comfortable with that. I don't, I'm not in love with it, but I'm comfortable and we have holes that we have to fit, fix across the entire team. But sweat, I think he give you a real baseline of success as a defensive lineman. And I think that's going to be able to take you to a, a another level. Now I'm not going to say it's going to be an elite level, but considering where the Vikings defensive line was at, you're going to be able to take it up a notch. And I think that's important. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there's a lot of fan mocks that I've seen where he goes in the second. We pick him up in the second. I wouldn't take him before that, but second's fine. I would consider taking him at the end of round one. Mozzie Smith last year went at, I think it was pick 26. If you need a nose, I'm okay with it. I, I, I don't think there's this massive difference between 26 and 43. There is a difference, but you're not talking about getting like a top 10 player. Uh, and it, But instead of like selecting the top 10 player, you're selecting a guy that's the 30th ranked player. Like I, I, I don't think there's going to be this massive discernible difference between what 26 and 43 are this year, especially if you really need help in the trenches. Like, well, I, there, I, I'd be okay with that. And there's the advantage of moving up into the first. To get mm-hmm. that round, uh, the fifth year option. Yes, there is. Uh, that's it for Sweat. Um, we're going to talk about his teammate Byron Murphy the second uh, at a at a future point. Um, I, I'm really really excited that to kind of see where Sweat tests. He's not going to test like Jordan Davis, but I think he tests well. I think he might end up at like a 75th or 80th percentile athlete. And size adjusted, wouldn't be shocked to see him rank even higher because nose tackles tend to test lower because they're grouped in the same bucket as pass rushing defensive tackles who are going to weigh almost 60 pounds less than sweat. That matters when it comes to athletic testing a lot. So I'm, I'm intrigued to kind of see how all that plays out. In the meantime, I really like sweat and he's a player that would be, go great on the Minnesota Vikings. Now, for tomorrow's show, we're going to talk trades. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk what is it going to take for the Vikings to trade up. Now that we have the 11th pick, it's about trading up for quarterback, right? How are they going to be able to do that? What assets do they have to give up to do that? What is the historical precedent to make that kind of move? I'm working on a piece right now for Vikings Wire, and that is going to be our subject for Wednesday night show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, because you never know when we're going to have another episode of Skull Search. And before we go, don't forget, 
that today's show is sponsored by our friends at Underdog Rescue. UnderdogRescueMN.com to adopt your next furry friend or make a donation so that you can help save a life like we did with our sweetie Claire who passed away um, one month ago today. Um, I highly recommend you do that and you make an impact. It will change your life just as much as it changes theirs. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 6.05 p.m. Central Time, like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all those things because you never know when we'll be ready to go live again. From Dave, I'm Tyler. Skull Vikings, everyone. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.